Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. It's a football Friday, people. We've got the gambling insight that you need. We've got a trivia question that will win you a fortune this weekend. We got weather stuff, we got coaching stuff, and we got the traditional Friday who you got. Let's do this thing. Here we go! Only one place to start. Super Bowl championship. What can you possibly do to top this? Win another one. Joe, what do you remember most about the first game against the Raiders? Tough game, physical game. And we know that they're going to come in here and, and bring it just like they did that game. No one thought that Pittsburgh would be able to even get to the playoffs. 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 I got playoffs, my flag on back. Let's go, baby. We are ready for NFL playoffs this weekend and sticking around in studio. After we wrap up, get up to give us the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. My friends Rob Ninkovich and Dan Graziano are here with all the insight. Thank you, fellas. Thank you for doing this. All right, I want to start with my single favorite thing, and I hope that the folks listening to this radio show have not gotten tired of it because I never tire of it. I'm consumed by the cold weather games. I, I, as a fan, there is nothing. I actually, I get uncomfortable watching like this when they run out onto the field and it, it's so freezing that the really frigid games and this one on uh, tomorrow night yeah. and, in Orchard Park is going to be one of those. Ninko, I mean, just as one who has played in them. What, tell me what that is like. You, you all downplay it. Like, all, Wait, I don't believe Nico's mic is on. Is it on? No, we're not here. Go ahead. Try that. Guys, come on in here and try and work with that. I don't care if it's on TV. We got to get this right because I need to hear from Rob Nikovich. Come on in and, and get that microphone working. Graziano, what's the coldest, mic, coldest game you ever covered? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I was just in Buffalo on Sunday. It was not like it's going to be tomorrow. Right. But it was windy, right? And I was on the – see, usually in the press box. Right. Right? So, But, but you're I doing sideline yeah, work now. Re- sideline on Sunday. Pre-game report, I, I want to say there was a game in Pittsburgh, a playoff game in Pittsburgh a couple years ago. It was the one they lost to Jacksonville. Yeah. That was a shocker. It, yep. was, it was pretty cold. That, and I was there the week before for a regular season game. It, it, those were single-digit temperatures uh, pre-game when we were doing our Let's reports. see if we got this – uh, Nico, we are still not hearing Nico, are we? Bubba, are you not hearing him? All right, can you do me a favor? Just hand him your microphone. Yeah, you do go. something. I don't know what else to do here, guys. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, I, I, sometimes you just have to improv on these things. Correct. And, you know, I'll, I'll grab the mic. But, you know, back to the cold weather stuff. Like, as a player, it's not – it isn't that big of a deal because you understand, like, look, we're going to have to go play in a cold weather game. We might have to go play in a monsoon. We might have to go play in 90-degree weather. Like, it's just part of it. The heated benches – Listen, the heated benches are by far the best invention that, that they have ever done for a cold weather game. Because yeah. if I was to have you, just as you are, in your nice jacket, walk to the sidelines of a zero-degree weather game, and you sit on the bench, your legs will burn. Your legs will be on fire. The guys have to put towels down. You can't sit there too long or else the back of your legs actually start to burn. So it's basically they just put a turbine jet and they stuff it into a bench, and that is what heats everything. You put your helmet on there. So the actual temperatures on the sidelines are not that bad. Now, the one thing I would say is not fun is I was a guy that didn't wear sleeves. I didn't like to wear sleeves. It's just a thing. I had a Mm -hmm. tough guy thing. Right. the cold weather in your skin, you definitely have more, I would say, like 
brush burn, turf burn. You get in the shower after a game, and literally you're just everything. How about hitting someone, Ninko? I mean, when it's zero degrees outside and you're hitting someone as hard as you can? The fingers are probably the worst part. You know, I don't know if anyone's been out shoveling and, you know, you you hit your finger on something. Yeah. It's just everything is a little bit more painful when it comes to having – Zero degree temperature. Listen. This is the way to the field. And also, I'll, I'll tell you a, a story about Gillette Stadium. There was a, I don't know if they fixed this, but there was a point where half the field was frozen and the other half was thawed out. So they have a heating element underneath the field oh. and half of it was broken. So when we would practice, we only went on one side of the field because if you if the ground is that hard it, it takes a toll on your joints so when we played i think we were playing the ravens that year it was a cold game when we went to the super bowl yeah half the field was hard as a rock like literally hard as a rock and the other half was soft so i don't know if they've corrected that but at one point half the field was frozen all right well so then let's get into what really matters here a present we are greeny presented by a progressive insurance you could save big when you bundle your auto home motorcycle rv or boat visit progressive.com nick i'll come back to you yeah. with this one my biggest concern for this game from a New England standpoint is Mac Jones' ability to play in that cold. I don't think it's a coincidence that as the season has gone on, I don't think he's hit a rookie wall. I think that the weather has is, is a negative impact. He had a huge day in Jacksonville because it's not freezing cold in Jacksonville. I have to believe that if there's one player on the field who was impacted most by this, it is the New England quarterback. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think it can have an effect on your quarterback. But you look at Josh Allen, he doesn't have a great track record playing freezing temperatures either. And he you know, he's made statements publicly that his feet go numb and he has bad circulation. And let's not ask Bart Scott about that. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, when you, when you think about both teams, they both have to play in this. That's these cold temperatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen isn't from a cold climate. He didn't grow up in a cold climate. So it's going to be a challenge for both teams. I think, honestly, the team that has the better running game and the better ball control, ball security, um, I think they'll have an advantage. That's why I think the Patriots have an advantage. If it's 10-mile-an-hour gusts and it's zero degrees, it's going to affect the passing game a little bit. It's going to affect the kicking game the most. So, you know, who has the better punter? I'll go with the Patriots. Who has the better kicker? I'd go with the Patriots. Folk has been missed one field goal in the last two years, basically. He's been outstanding. So he has been the most consistent kicker. So when I look at just the kicking game, I know the Patriots have struggled in block punts and they've had things given up in that that aspect of – of things, but just in general, in in the field position battle, the Patriots, I think they'll have an advantage on where they start versus where the Buffalo Bills start on the field. I'm told you can pass the microphone back pass. over. Hopefully, they'll both be working. As I remind everyone, you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr Pepper. The college football season's over. Fans are celebrating their victory, return to glory with Fansville by Dr Pepper, the one that fans deserve. The other game tomorrow is Cincinnati and the Raiders, and that's yeah. the game that you're on your way to Cincy to cover. Uh, now Dan Graziano and what what is your sense coming out of the the Raiders I think have done an unbelievable job just to be where they are the Bengals are a team that I could see if they things kind of break their way in a wide open AFC I think stranger things have happened than then winding up making a very deep run I don't think they're looking at themselves as sort of the upstart right who's arrived too early as as some people may be I think they feel like they belong they beat the Kansas City Chiefs a couple weeks ago to win their division so uh, that's that's a legit win. Like there's no like there's no downgrading it, right? right? There wasn't a whole lot of people out with injuries or anything like that. So that shows them they can play with. What what I found interesting listening to Joe Burrow this week, in the first they played the Raiders earlier this season, week eleven, and they won. 
and Burrow had 148 passing yards in that game. Now, this is a guy that over his last two games has almost 1,000 passing yards, and he's sitting there saying, because of the edge rushers the Raiders have, this may be a game where i got to get it out quickly, where I may not have those kinds of monster yardage mm-hmm. numbers. He said, look, I don't care. He said, if I throw for zero yards and we win, I'm very, very happy. So I think they have an understanding of what they face with the Raiders and, and an ability to, with Joe Mixon, with that run game, maybe operate a little differently than we saw them operate against the Chiefs. And, and knowing that uh, is a good thing for them. All right, we've got Graziano here. I want to get to some of the coaching stuff with you in a minute. But Nick, let me come back to you on a pick that you made. We'll make this straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I feel like we've been dancing around. I think that microphone work is going now? to work. Yes, it does. All right, perfect. Yeah. I, I, I think that we've been dancing around all week. San Francisco's a bad matchup and all this kind of stuff. Flat out, you picked the 49ers to beat the Cowboys on television this morning. Why? Well, I think the Cowboys have been inconsistent, and they've been up and down and up and down. If you were to take a snapshot of the Dallas Cowboys, say, week four, and then you, you copied that and you looked at them, say, week 12 – you would say that they're a completely different team. And they started the season out. They they had a game against Tampa where everyone was talking about the game plan, the game plan. Mm-hmm. And they didn't run the football. They were supposed to be a running football team. Mm-hmm. They threw the ball very successfully in that game. Well, then they kind of morphed into a running team where they had two running backs that were on track for over 1,000 yards apiece. And then they kind of stopped because of injuries. And they had injuries at the offensive line. And then the receiving core, which was supposed to be the most potent thing that we've seen, like Cincinnati Mm -hmm. or like a team that we see Tampa that's just throwing the ball over the football field, um, they really weren't that either. And then they had some sloppy games where you're like, what what are we watching? This is bad football. Dak didn't look himself. So with that, when you hit the playoffs, you have to really be – on your A game. You got to be playing really well. You got to you really have to be situationally aware. And when I look at the 49ers, they've had some up and downs too, but the one consistent is they average 129 yards a game. They have a running game. They have, you know, Kittle and and some guys that in if they want to morph into a passing team, they have people that can do it. If they want to be a running team and impose their will on teams, they've done that too and Jimmy G has just kind of been consistent under the radar. He, he has had some poor performance. He's been injured too, so he's coming back from injury. But when the game was on the line and they had to win it to get into the playoffs, he came through. And I, and I think that that is a dangerous team in the playoffs. That's Nico. I'm Greeny. That's Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Quickly, we got all these playoff games this weekend. And then, of course, for many other te- at this point, for a quarter of the National Football League, oh, yeah. eight of the 32 teams, uh, one of whom is playing this weekend, and that is the Raiders, right now do not have a, a permanent head coach, right. Rich Passaccia. Maybe he does become the coach in Las Vegas. We will see. But I just wanted to get some insight here from my insider extraordinaire, Dan Graziano, on, on where we stand with some of those, what names we're hearing, yeah. anything we should be expecting anytime soon. Well, everybody's doing it different. I mean, for instance, Houston just fired their coach yesterday, so right. they're just getting started on that. The Giants are going to hire a GM before they hire a coach, so they've been spending the week interviewing GM candidates, members of other teams' front offices, younger guys outside the organization which is an unusual step for them. They usually hire from inside the family. Jacksonville's been interviewing people for a couple of weeks. Uh, Bill O'Brien was there yesterday interviewing the former Texans coach who's with Alabama now, named to watch there for sure. Um, The Bills coordinators, Leslie Frazier and Brian Dayball, are candidates in multiple places, uh, including Chicago. Chicago, I believe, is interviewing Brian Flores today, who was just fired as Dolphins head coach. So there's a lot flying around. 
I think this week is about you know setting the list in terms of who's going to get interviews, and then next week and the week after about narrowing it down, and maybe some teams make some decisions. Yeah, and look, there's all these co- there are coordinators who are still involved. Yes, in these playoffs, Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich yep. and and um, uh, Eric Bieniemy and, and yep. some of these other names that we typically Dan hear. Quinn, and, and Dan Dallas Quinn is a big name to watch. He could get a head coach job this cycle. And, and then the other one that I'm interested in always is Jim Harbaugh because of yeah. the, you know the the stature of his name and everything else. Is it your expectation that he is coming back to the NFL? Uh, it, it was because I thought the Raiders were the team we had heard the most smoke about mm-hmm. with Jim Harbaugh. But, as you mentioned, they're in the playoffs, and Rich Bisaccia has done a commendable job and probably deserves a look, uh, especially if they advance in the playoffs. So I'm not sure. But I, I think there was a thought that they would pursue Harbaugh or at least give it a shot. Um, I don't know if that's still the case. Maybe if they lose tomorrow, they go back to whatever plan A was. But if not... You know, Bisacci is certainly he, – he's, he's earned the right to interview, if nothing else. And final word from you, Nico, on any of this, any of the coaching stuff or anything that you're – you're a Chicago guy, the pride of Joliet, Illinois. Any thoughts on who their coach should be? Well, I like B-Flow a lot. I think Brian did a great job down in Miami. I don't know why they fired him. There obviously was something that went on that wasn't – It was Tua. Yeah. My, 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 my understanding from the people down there is that basically <laughs> – Brian Flores didn't believe in Tua. Well, he, the, he didn't think Tua was going to be a great quarterback, and they are are I, they sided with the quarterback over the coach. Is that Dan? Can, are you are you shaking your head at me? Do you not agree with the, that? Well, in the GM, I think his relationship with the GM and other members of the front office might have gotten gotten bad too. And it's a case of an owner, I think, picking a side, and, and he picked the GM over the coach. And, and which that, is uh, to me, I think that just continue the hamster wheel of being mediocre and, and losing year yeah. in and year mm-hmm. out. They've had the same GM for twenty years. You go and get a head coach. And he kind of has things going in the right direction. Yeah, and that's your guy, Brian Flores. Brian is Flores your guy. is he's a smart, he's a good head coach. I, I I think that it was unfair to fire him, but I would say this about B. Flo: he is a, an ex football player, so he played at BC. He was a good football player, a linebacker. I have seen him maybe not put up with being talked to a certain way or a player being inappropriate to him because he's going to come at you like he's a man that played and and understands the game. Mm-hmm. So maybe. I don't know this, but there are instances where somebody could say something to you and you don't like what they're saying to you. There's some guys that just say, yes, sir. And then there's other ones that might say, you know what? I don't think that you're correct. I'm going to go. I'm a football guy. I know what I'm talking about. Well, so, uh, they had a guy like that in Chicago once. His name was Mike Ditka. Everything worked out pretty well with <laughs> yeah, him. We'll dude. see how it goes. That bears. Guys, thank you both for hanging out. I appreciate it. Dan, safe travels to thank Cincinnati you. today. Nico, we'll see you next week. As we continue here in a moment, I will tell you the one thing of which you think you are most certain this weekend which is actually absolutely not true. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 100 times times your money. money 
With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. All right, here's a little unsolicited advice for you. Don't go around today and most of tomorrow telling everybody what an enormous advantage Josh Allen has in the weather conditions they'll be playing in tomorrow night in Buffalo. Now, I know that my friend Bart Scott sort of set the world on fire yesterday. And for those of you who didn't hear this, Nuno, I I trust you're aware of what happened on Get Up yesterday. This is perhaps a good example of why I must never not be on Get Up because I wasn't there. And at some point I started getting inundated. I mean, just completely besieged with messages when they brought up Josh Allen, who has, I suppose, I'm told poor circulation. And Bart Scott's advice was that he should take Viagra for this game. And he wasn't kidding. I'm told he said it somewhat seriously. And I was besieged with messages of this sort. Nuno, were you aware of this? And if so, what was your reaction to our friend Bartholomew with that super hot take? I was not aware that he had said that until someone was like, hey, Bart's trending. And they (laughs) told me why. And then I heard him trying to explain it. And um, so, yeah, uh, but it's Bart. Like, it comes with the territory. Uh, So so that was Bart's idea. But the bottom line of it is, Your assumption that Josh Allen has a huge edge in the cold weather, and I am talking to you, no matter who you are, because you assume it, but you're wrong. You assume that a quarterback who played in Wyoming and now Buffalo would play well in the cold. You would assume a huge man, which he is, with a huge arm, which he has, would play well in the cold. Here are the actual numbers. He has played five games in his NFL career in what are described as freezing temperatures, and they are literally freezing temperatures, 32 degrees or lower. And in those five starts, his completion percentage is 50%. His team is 3-2. and He has thrown six touchdowns and seven interceptions. His QBR is the second worst of any quarterback in the last 15 years in cold-weather games. His completion percentage... Let me say that again, is the second worst. There have been 41 quarterbacks in the last 15 years who qualify for this. Ranked 41st is Tim Tebow. And then one spot ahead of that is Josh Allen. History is not good for Josh Allen in this weather. So I'm fascinated by this game because I don't think the weather works for Mac either. 
Mac Jones, Rex comes on, get up every single Monday and, and says he's got a pea shooter for an arm. And while that's a, a purposeful overstatement, it is unquestionably factual that Mac Jones' biggest strength is not his cannon for an arm. And Josh Allen does have that. Josh Allen also will run with the football and who the hell wants to hit him on a freezing cold day? Mac isn't adding that. So it certainly feels like regardless of the history, you want to give the edge in this quarterback matchup to Josh Allen, but it does make you wonder which team could better afford a bad night from their quarterback. And to me, the obvious answer there is New England. Buffalo has nothing without Josh Allen. You watch them play? He is their rushing attack. If Josh Allen doesn't have a good night, if for whatever reason the cold doesn't work, if he genuinely does have poor circulation or whatever it is, if for whatever reason the cold weather doesn't work for him, then I think that swings this thing heavily towards New England. That's a major factor because they can play around their quarterback. I think Bill Belichick would be very happy to make this a game where when it's over, you forget who the quarterbacks were and it's decided by something else. And if that is the factor, I think there is an enormous advantage for the New England Patriots. Hey, this is your year to find that job you absolutely love. ZipRecruiter can help. They send you the right jobs, and you can apply to most with one click. They may even send you an awesome job you never even knew existed. Just sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com today. Okay, next. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. We've got a question of the day, and that is simply this. Which team can least afford to lose this weekend for which team would a loss this weekend create the biggest disappointment and for the answers to those questions we bring in the assembled members of the hashtag crew you've already heard from nuno let me bring in hashtag bubba who is busy today and of course is very excited wearing his dak prescott jersey getting set to see his beloved cowboys take on san francisco in a scary game on sunday but the question of the day which team can least afford to lose this weekend bubba I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Tell me why. I just think they're at home. They kind of had an up and down season. They, I, I just think for them to lose at home to the Steelers would be just a huge disappointment where everyone's just talking about, oh, this is the dynasty team. They're the kings of the AFC. And for them to just come in one and done after what they've been doing the last year would just be a huge disappointment as a number two seed in the AFC, I think would be just a a massive And the biggest favorite this weekend. I like that. That's an outside-the-box pick by Bubba because everyone will point. I I believe most people would answer that question differently. I like that answer. Let me go to you, Nuno, on the same question. Which team do you believe can least afford to lose this weekend? I'm going to say the Bucs and hear me out here. They have two coordinators that everyone, you know, that will be are part of the interviewing process and Bowles and also Leftwich. They have a obviously older um, head coach. And I don't know if they don't win this weekend. I feel like everything will be blown up. Uh, they have a lot of older guys. And I just think they're in a prime spot to unfortunately be upset and look completely different next year. Do you say unfortunately because you like them or because you hate the Eagles so uh, much? Yes. You, you hate I, hate, the, I hate the Eagles so you, much. You yes. hate the Eagles so much. You think they're in a prime spot to be upset. The world doesn't give Philly any chance this weekend. You do? I, I guess, because you know what? I look back at last year. They the game, The one game they should have lost last year, well, 
you know, and you can say the Packers, but the one game truly that they should have lost was that wild card game against the Washington football team. And if they had gotten better play from Tyler Heineke, who was really good, they would have lost. And I just I don't know. I just it, there feels like a prime spot for them to lose this. game. That's an interesting one. You know, Hembo had a very interesting text about this and Hembo will be back with us on Monday. But he had a very interesting, not text, excuse me, but tweet about this. He tweeted that Vita Vea, who is the monstrous defensive tackle for Tampa, takes up that middle and you cannot run the ball against him and thus you cannot run the ball up the middle against Tampa. And people then extrapolate that out to say you can't run the football against Tampa. But he pointed out that's actually not true. They give up a lot. They give up an average of five yards per carry the last two weeks. They give up an average or an above average average when you run the ball outside the tackles. And that's what the Eagles have made a living doing ever since Tampa blew them out early this year. They do it with their quarterback. They do it with Miles Sanders. They run it on the outsides. Hembo tweeted he thinks the Eagles can run the ball for 200 yards this weekend. I think this is a potentially scary game. I, I, I would never pick against Tom in this spot, but I do think it is a potentially scary game because of that matchup. I think if the Eagles can run the ball against them, that could be a recipe here. All right, while I have the members of the hashtag crew here, let me run through a few other questions of the day. And, and I'm just going to run through a bunch of these quickly. First, I will answer that question. Neither of you said the Rams. And I'm going to go with the Rams for the following reason. That is the team that more than any other went all in on this year. Yes, the Chiefs losing would be an enormous disappointment, but they'll be back. Yes, the Bucks losing would be an enormous disappointment. And yes, they may lose some pieces, but they have a Super Bowl trophy on their shelves from last year to, to sort of lessen that blow. The Rams have mortgaged everything, went out and got the quarterback that they believe is not just better than Jared Goff, but is good enough to take them to a championship. And if they don't do it, when? If not now, then when in L.A.? They don't have a draft pick until like the year 3000 at this point. I think the Rams have everything at stake, and I don't trust them at all. I think they lose Monday night to Arizona, but one way or another, I think they are the team that can least afford to lose this weekend. That said, Nuno, which game are you most intrigued by? I will actually go to that game, that Cardinals-Rams Monday night, because I feel like it's going to be a referendum on both teams. If they, if the Rams have gone all in on, on this Super Bowl, on winning this Super Bowl, if they don't win, I feel like there could be real, you know, some changes there. Not necessarily McVay, but maybe Les Snead. Like, you know, we're going back to Stafford not being able to win. And on the flip side... If the Cardinals, who everyone, who was the best team for a long stretch this year, if they crash and burn, we will start having those conversations again. Is Kingsbury, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the guy for to lead them uh, to where they want to go? Bubba, which game are you most intrigued by? I'm going to go with Las Vegas and Cincinnati. Yeah. I think um, just everything with the Bengals is interesting. Burrow's first playoff game. Jamar Chase is unbelievable to watch. That's fun. And then the Raiders angle. We got interim coach. He's uh, They're on fire over there. Is he going to get the job? What's going on? Could they win for him? What's going to go out Derek Carr? They're just a fun team to watch. Both teams are fun to watch. I think it's just going to be a fun game to watch. So I'm intrigued. Looking forward to that game. I'm going with your game, Bubba. My most intriguing matchup is San Francisco-Dallas. Uh, the world calling it a a 
a bad matchup for the Cowboys. And I think Marcus Spears said it right. San Francisco is a bad matchup for anybody because they want to do things that most teams don't want to do. I think it is the most intriguing matchup of this weekend. Nuno, which team has no shot this weekend? Uh, it's an easy one. The Steelers. No Steelers, shot whatsoever. Shot. Yep, no shot whatsoever. Bubba, which team has no shot? Uh, 49ers. <laughs> I like it. I like that pick. I, I will say Eagles. I, of all the things that might happen this weekend, I would say the Eagles beating Tampa Tom would be the one that would surprise me the most. Give me a road team that's going to win this weekend. Road chance with the uh, road team with the best chance to pull the upset. Nuno. Raiders. Raiders. Bubba. Is Bill Belichick still coaching? Yes, he is. I'm taking the Patriots. I like that one. I, I'm torn between that one and San Francisco. I really want to see Dallas win for your sake, Bubs. I think they're both can't I think they're both fascinating games. I will go with Belichick too. I will go with the Patriots. Finally, which head coach is under the most pressure this weekend? Nuno. Uh, it's without a doubt Mike McCarthy. He loses. He will be unemployed early next week. I, I actually agree with that one. I'll give you my answer ahead of time. I agree with you completely. I think he's under more pressure than McVeigh or anybody else. How about you, Bubs? Which coach is under the most pressure? Uh, I'm going to go Cliff Kingsbury. I think um, they're, they're, what we've seen with him, there's a pattern. Even going back to his college days, they start strong. They finish poorly. So they're going to flame out again, and is there going to be pressure on him here? Is gonna, are they going to have a bad game again? I think a lot of pressure could be on him, and he needs to step up. I like it. It's a fascinating weekend in so many different ways, and we'll continue talking about it. By the way, our friends at AutoZone asked me to name someone who was in the zone last night, and I'm going to go with the entire Milwaukee Bucks team. Did you see what Milwaukee did to Golden State last night? Nuno, they were up 39 at the half. Milwaukee was up 39 on the Warriors at halftime, Giannis had a triple-double. They were in the zone. In the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Meanwhile, to this trivia. Nuno found this question for us earlier in the week. And you know I love trivia. If you listen to the show, we utilize it a lot. If you watch Get Up, you know we utilize it a lot. And that is because I love it. I've always been fascinated by sports trivia. And Nuno came up with what I think is an absolutely excellent question. Here it comes. There are quarterbacks playing this weekend whose alma mater are each of the last three national champions in college football. Matthew Stafford is playing. Georgia won the championship. Mac Jones is playing. Alabama won the championship. Joe Burrow is playing. LSU won the championship. So the last three national champs, they're the starting quarterbacks this weekend, not necessarily from that game, but those guys are starting this weekend. So here is the question. Can you name the last starting quarterback to win an NFL postseason game from each of those programs? I'm here to tell you right now, this is not easy. Who was the last Georgia quarterback to win a playoff game? Who was the last Bama quarterback to win a playoff game? Who was the last LSU quarterback to win a playoff game? I'm telling you right now, in each case, you are going back much further than you expected. Greeny, the podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase.
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I am Greeny, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. Have you been thinking about it? Because it's a great trivia question, and it particularly jumped off the page at me because there's a player involved in it that I remember so vividly. But before I give the answers... Again, the trivia question is this. As we have three starting quarterbacks in the playoffs this weekend, Matthew Stafford, who went to Georgia, Mac Jones, who went to Alabama, and Joe Burrow, who went to LSU. Those are three legendary, historic, you know, historically great SEC programs. But it has been a long time since a starting quarterback from any of them won an NFL playoff game. Before I give the answers, Nuno, to my knowledge, you came up with this question. What what made you think to look this up? Well, uh, I give credit to our uh, stats information guys. I was going through their Slack channel, and I saw that, and it just amazed me. The, the answers just amazed me. Okay, so let me go over them here. The last LSU starting quarterback to win a playoff game was David Woodley, the 1982 conference championship game. That is remarkable to me. The last starting quarterback to win an NFL postseason game, they would have then gone on to the Super Bowl and lost to Washington. That would be the Riggins game. The following year, the Dolphins drafted Dan Marino, and that was all for David Woodley. And no LSU quarterback has won a playoff game since then. The same season, in that same postseason, Richard Todd was the last Alabama starting quarterback to win a playoff game. That's unbelievable to me. Now, it comes after Ken Stabler. Stabler would have won a lot of playoff games, but he was before Todd. It obviously comes after Namath. Um, and Namath won playoff games for the Jets, two of them, I think, um, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then Stabler won a bunch of them, including a Super Bowl as well. And then Richard Todd in that same postseason. And that was the postseason that ended with a loss to David Woodley. In the game that we just talked about, and people don't generally remember David Woodley's role in that game as much as they remember A.J. Dewey's role in that game for the Dolphins. But either way, Woodley is the last LSU quarterback to win a playoff game. Richard Todd is the last Alabama quarterback to win a playoff game. And for Georgia, you got to go all the way back to Fran Tarkenton. 
Fran Tarkenton, whose last postseason win was the 76 conference championship game, they would have then gone on to the Super Bowl and lost to the Oakland Raiders and Ken Stabler. But one way or another, the 76 conference championship game is the last time with Fran Tarkenton, the last time a Georgia quarterback wound up winning a playoff game of any kind. So it has been a long drought for those schools, which begs the question... How many of them are going to break that? So how many of them are winning this weekend? Nuno, Burrow, yes or no, he wins this weekend and becomes the first LSU quarterback since Woodley? Uh, no. No. You see, you got the Raiders in that game. Um, Mac Jones, yes or no, he wins in Buffalo and becomes the first Bama quarterback since Todd? He will not be the first Bama uh, quarterback to uh, win the no. playoff game. So you've got Buffalo in that one as well. And then uh, what was the th- – oh, Georgia. Uh, Matt Stafford, yes or no, he wins Monday night against Arizona. Stafford wins. Stafford yeah. wins. So that's the only one that you've got. Baba, how about those? you agree or disagree? Which ones you agree with? Uh, Who's breaking that yeah, I, I think Burrow wins. I think Mac wins. And I'm going to say the Cardinals win. It's interesting. Yeah, me too. Wolf, yeah. Bubba and I are in agreement. We both go completely opposite of Nuno. I think <laughs> I, I think that the Bama quarterback wins. I think that the LSU quarterback wins. And I think the Georgia quarterback loses. And remember, you have two, uh, two shots with Bama this weekend. With Jalen Hurts as well. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's is right. that what you were implying? Yeah, that's what I was implying. Oh, I, you know what? Excuse me. I didn't think of that. I just thought of Mac Jones. I didn't. Bama's got two cracks at it this week. I was weekend. wondering why he was wording it so weird with his response. There, there was he, something he got that, us. There's something I like about Richard Todd being the answer to a question. That's true, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you hope no Alabama quarterback wins again. I can't explain it. I can tell you what his last loss, his last win would have been. What, what, did, what, what did we put in there? That Richard Todd's last win, because as I'm thinking back on that playoff run, the last win was the 82 divisional game. Right, they won two playoff games that year. In 82, that was the year the strike-shortened season. It's a nine-game regular season. And then the first game, they went into the playoffs. They beat Cincinnati. And that was the game that Freeman McNeil set the all-time rushing postseason record. So that was the Freeman McNeil game. Then they played the Los Angeles Raiders the following week, and Lance Mel intercepted Jim Plunkett twice in the fourth quarter, and the Jets won that game. And that, that would be the game. That game in L.A., would be the last game that Todd ever won. So we'll see. One way or another, we'll see if those quarterbacks are able to break these streaks. I got one more thing for you quickly before I get Fortinball. According to our analytics... The likeliest Super Bowl matchups both include the Packers. There is 11% chance that it's Packers-Titans, and there's also an 11% chance of Packers-Chiefs. Then you get the Packers-Bills as the next likeliest, and then you start bringing in the Bucks. So I'm asking you guys right now, Bubba, right now, if you had to bet an amount of money that mattered to you, you got to bet that palatial estate of yours in Avon, Connecticut on which two teams are going to make what is the Super Bowl matchup. Let's get all the way to the end before we begin tomorrow. What is the Super Bowl matchup going to be this year, Bubba? I'm going to go Cowboys, Bengals. Okay, Bengals. That's an interesting off-the-board pick. Cowboys, Titans, and Cowboys, Chiefs are both among, those are considered the likeliest matchups that involve the Cowboys. How about you, Nuno? Who's the Super Bowl going to be right now? Give Packers, me two teams. Packers-Bills. Packers-Bills. That's the second one of those I heard today. Uh, Graziano gave us Packers-Bills as well. I got a funny feeling Tampa's going to do this thing. The world is writing off Tom Brady. I'm going to go Tampa. 
And I got to think about it a little bit. And then we'll continue. Fortinbar next. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.